So I'm going to be super real with everybody right now. I am exhausted. This weekend has been an absolute grind. I've had multiple people tell me, man, Naki, just skip this week. No need to do an episode. You'll be fine. I have to be honest. I almost listened to them. I almost did. However, there is a small cohort of people that continually listen to this podcast on a weekly basis. And so this episode is for you. I want you to know that. This episode is dedicated to that weekly listener, the, the guys and gals, whoever you are, that continually listen on a weekly basis. Thank you so much. This episode is 100% dedicated to you. And it's actually one that I'm, I'm really excited to talk through the topic. I have been attending a lot of high school games lately. And obviously in a high school game, you have winning teams and you have losing teams. I don't think it's any secret that your chances of getting recruited are much better when you are a part of the winning team. So today I want to speak to the losers. If you are on a team that is now 0 and 3 or 0 or 4, just wherever you're at in the nation, obviously season's starting at different times, but if you're 0 4 right now, and you're considering giving up or leaving, just hear me out. Listen to this episode. It'll be helpful for you. I want to talk about a book I read actually a while back when I was in well, my master's program. And it's a book by Coach Mike Smith and John Gordon, both of which are amazing motivational speakers amongst many other talents they have. But the book is called you win in the locker room first. Just the title alone speaks so much truth, so much truth. And I'm going to share a quick story about that. Right before my sophomore year in high school, we had a new head coach take over the program. When he came in, one of the first things he did was actually start making improvements to the weight room. So he added equipment he brought in new decor, <laughs> and, and during the whole renovation, he had a saying painted up on the wall, and that saying read, champions are made when no one is watching. I remember taking that to heart the moment I read it. I loved that quote because it was a constant reminder every time I was in there working out that this is where we're going to win. Not on game day, not the week of game day, but behind the scenes where there are no crowds, no cameras, nobody but you. And that, that mindset came with a level of accountability that you can choose to work out hard and grind through when there's no one there to impress. Or you can skip reps, you can take a set off. You can stop before the line, not get the extra work in, but truly the only person or people that it affects when you do that is you and your team. 
So this book, they go over seven C's and those seven C's are, uh, each one is a, a powerful principle that you're, you know, your team can adopt to improve your chances of success. And obviously when we talk through success as a team, improve your chances of winning. And it has nothing to do with X's and O's. It has everything to do with starting in the locker room first. And that's why I shared that example of my head coach that I had that that took over uh, halfway through my high school years is that was one thing that he did, a visual representation on the wall that we had to look at every day that made a big difference for us as a team. And I guess I can't speak for everybody on that team, but for me in particular, made a huge difference in how I approach things. Again, there are seven C's that they talk through in this book. I won't be going over all of them, there's a few that I want to touch on and, and maybe in a future episode, we'll go through all of them. I would actually just highly suggest that you go read this book, but we'll start with the first one uh, and it's culture. Now, this is a pretty obvious one. I think a lot of people could have seen that, could have seen that coming, but uh, I want to share a story about culture. Two years into my college career, we had a new head coach takeover and it's interesting that this has happened Now to me in my life, you know, obviously looking back, it happened twice, you know, once in high school and now it's happening again in college. But Gary Anderson took over Utah State when playing there. And when he did, it was evident that he was going to make the changes necessary to build a culture. The culture was comprised of accountability, player driven leadership, Um, I think the the biggest thing I remember is an all-in mentality that we as a team, we're all going to go all-in in every aspect of our lives, just devoting all of our time, our effort, our energy to improving ourselves both on and off the field. And within three years, within three years, I say within three years because we had a lot of challenges in those three years. But we also had a lot of successes in those three years. We completely flipped that program collectively. And there are a couple quotes, but one in particular that uh, reflects what happened there in this book. And I'm just going to read the one uh, by Mike Smith. And it says, build your culture, value it live it, reinforce it, and fight for it. Again, that's by Mike Smith in the book. But the reason I love that is because when it says build your culture, when, when Coach Anderson took over, I always, I kind of talked about it already. Right when he came in, it was evident that he was building a culture, right? And we as players found value in that culture when we decided to actually live the culture and went all in on this process, doing all the little things right, even when nobody was watching, you see me, I tied in two things there. It was easier for us to actually reinforce it. And when I say reinforce it to me, we were able to hold each other accountable 
to the new standard and the new expectation or that bar that has continued to be raised now. And what was really, what was really, really cool about it is, and why I like this quote, uh, in particular during this culture section is at the end of that quote, he says, and fight for it. But as we built that culture as a team, we developed this sense of pride off of what we've built and or for what we've built. And people don't like, you don't mess with that. You don't mess with what we built there. Like we hold that like very close to our chest. Like, Hey, we take a lot of pride in what has built Utah state. What turned that program around was what we built. And we fight for that. And during that time we fought for it. So it's just, I really love that quote for that reason. Um, the second section, and again, I'll, I'll be going through just kind of a few sections here and, and pinpointing a couple quotes, but before I go into the quote, uh, for this next section, which the next section is contagious. Contagious is the C word for this one. Uh, but this is an interesting one because I'm going to go back to high school again. Contagious was a word that I always associate with my high school coach. And my high school coach was Clint Christiansen. Again, it was at Provo High School. And he would always say, losing is a disease, but winning is contagious. And <laughs> I'm not going to challenge any you know, actual health logic in this one. But if you actually take the quote for what it's worth, it is so true. When you are a part of a losing program or a program that lacks culture, losing becomes acceptable. Like it's acceptable to lose a game. And if you're on a winning team, a team that's used to winning, if you lose, there's a pit in your stomach where you're like, how did we just lose that? Like what just, like you're like, man, we, all the work we just put in to lose a game. It's like you, you can't help but feel sick on during a loss. Like there's a huge difference between that. And I've unfortunately, uh, but also fortunately been a part of losing teams and learned how to win. And that is something that's probably the, the most prevalent is on a losing team, losing becomes acceptable. But on a winning team, it's unacceptable. And I remember looking back to losing teams and, you know, after a loss, you'll have guys in the locker room that are, you know, laughing. They're not taking that loss serious. They're joking about the mistakes that they made. And in all reality, currently, if you're part of a program like that, the chances are you and your team never truly believed that you were going to win that game in the first place. I mean, let's, I'm just going to call it what it is. And that's why I absolutely love what Coach Prime is doing at University of Colorado. I know not everybody is a fan of him, but whether or not you're a fan, 
you got to respect him. You have to respect what he's doing there. And one of the things that I absolutely respect the most is the I believe speech that he gives his team. If you haven't seen it, please take a moment to go look it up. You can even just, you can find it on TikTok, I'm pretty sure, or Instagram. It's just reels. Um, The next time I come across it, I actually, I will. I'm going to go find it and I'll post it up on the story this week. But that message is amazing. It is such a strong, such a strong message of, of belief, right? And it leads me into the quote for this section of contagious and kind of why I talked about what my head coach uh, in high school would say about losing is a disease and winning is contagious. But the section contagious in the book, uh, this quote coming from John Gordon, and it reads, leadership is a transfer of belief. So in this video uh, with the new Colorado head coach, Coach Prime, you see him over and over and over again say, I believe. And the entire team repeats, I believe. And he instills this thought process by speaking things into existence, saying, hey, I may not believe. And he even calls, you know, not any particular player out, but he does say there may be people in here that don't believe. That's okay. We'll get it out of you or you'll get out of here, basically. (laughs) And it's such a powerful thing because belief is all where it starts. And the best leaders can transfer that belief. And I believe Coach Prime to be an amazing example of transferring belief because that was such an amazing thing. Now, the next section uh, that I'll touch on, which honestly kind of ties into this a little bit, and I'll only cover a couple more, but the next one is just communicate. And the I'll go right into the quote. And they actually pull something from Coach Doc Rivers, uh, which if you don't know him, is a pretty easy, pretty easy person to look up and find information about. But he says, I have to know where each person is in order to lead them where I need them to be. So I'm going to speak to this one from the point of view of more of the coach's side. And I already kind of spoke about Gary Anderson taking over Utah State when I was there. I know I kind of hit on that a lot, but there's so much to really, you know, that ties into this particular episode and this topic is because we took a very much losing program and flipped it into a winning program. But during his first camp with us, he would pick and the staff would pick three or four players on the team each night. And those players would get up and they would share just things about them. If I remember correctly, they would share about three things about themselves. And I'll never forget the messages that were shared. I'll never forget the grown men tearing up as they shared such deep things about what made them who they are and the people that inspire them and why those people inspire them. The connection we felt as a team after that camp was something that I had never experienced prior. And that's no knock on the staff before. It was just different. Guys that I never really even cared about, like in a different position group, or like I said, they're on defense, I'm on offense. 
Like I never even cared to talk to them or cross paths with them. I had a whole new respect for who they were. And I knew that when shiz hit the fan, they were going to be in my corner because we all wanted the same thing. We wanted to win. And that ties me into the next C, which is the next C. And it'll be the last one I bring up for now because I I don't want to spoil the book altogether. Uh, But the next C is connect. And it kind of ties into the story I just shared because when your team is connected, you have synergy within the organization that will not allow your team to disintegrate. There's another quote from the book in that section. I'll read it one more time. When your team is connected, you have synergy within the organization that will not allow your team to disintegrate. And I swear to you as living proof that that was true, very much true for us as a team, that we took the opportunity to connect, understand each other. We had synergy. We motivated each other. We pushed each other. We held each other accountable. And anyone that didn't fell off that wagon. They were gone. We didn't allow them to break us apart. We didn't allow outside impacts to break us apart. So some powerful messages in this book. And honestly speaking, that'll be it for this podcast. I I want you guys to to take a moment to go read that book. And if you're on a losing team, don't get discouraged. Don't get discouraged. Just remember that this recruiting process is a grind. And if you're on a part of a losing program and you feel like it's the end, it's not. If you truly want to get there, there's opportunities for you somewhere It may not be the route that you were expecting or the one you were wanting, but if you truly want to get there, there's a route for you. So again, I highly, highly recommend this book. Uh, It's called, again, You Win in the Locker Room First. Uh, And before I close it out, also again, just huge thanks for taking the time to listen to these podcasts. Uh, This is a a project in which I do for free. And um, all the people that take the time to actually listen to it, it means that absolute, just absolute whole lot to me. I want to send you a gift. Yes, you heard me right. I would like to send you a gift for for taking the time to actually listen to these podcasts and listen to me rant and rave about things that have helped me through my career. Um, But I'll send you a gift. Just do me one favor, leave a rating and a review on whatever podcast platform you're, you're listening on. Uh, Take a snapshot of you doing that and then send it to us via DM via DM on Instagram, uh, which is at the recruit grind on Instagram. And I want to send you one of these, these bands right here, recruit grind bands. You can't see it very well. Let me reposition it so you can check this. If you're listening on podcast platform, um, if you go to athletes.tv, you'll see us on there as well. Uh, an amazing platform to work with, but this band is what I want to send you on one side. It says hashtag keep grinding. And on the other one, it says recruit grind with our logo in the middle. So do me a favor. Um, not that you haven't already because you listening is just amazing, but 
take one more step for me because I would love to send you this gift. Leave a rating and a review. Take a snapshot of that and send it to us on Instagram just via direct message. Instagram, once again, is at the recruit grind. I want to take care of you. Much love. We'll see you guys next week.